Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to be in the church this evening. We ask you to guide us by your Holy Spirit and to bless us with your holy word. We are thanking you in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, lead us and bless this place with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lift your hands to the Lord. I fix my eyes on you, author of my faith, casting aside every sin and every weight. I fix my eyes on you. Lay my burdens down. I lay my burdens down. Setting aside. Letting the cares of this world now One thing I ask is one thing I see that I may dwell in your arms, O Lord, my King. All the days of my life, I want to gaze upon your beauty. Seek you. One thing, one thing I ask. One thing I ask is one thing I see that I may dwell in your house, O Lord, my King. All the days of my life, I want to gaze upon the beauty. Fix my eyes on you, Lord. I fix my eyes on you. Author of my faith. The author of my faith. Casting aside. Casting aside every sin and every way. I fix my eyes on you, Lord. I fix my eyes on you. I lay my burdens down. Letting the of this world now fade away. This is one thing I'm asking, Lord. One thing I ask is one thing I see that I may dwell in your house, O Lord, my King. All the days of my life, I want to gaze upon. The beauty seek you in 
is said and done. When all is said and done. And everyone. And everyone is gone. Lord, you're really. Lord, you're really. You're all that I want. All I want. When the best of world has. Just leaves me feeling none. Lord. Lord. All that I want, Lord. All that I long for. All that I hope for. Just that sense of you coming near. You come You're all that I want. Lift your hand and tell him you're all that I want, Lord. You're all that I want, Lord. I love you, Jesus. You are all that I want, Lord. You are all that I want, Lord. You're all that I want. Maybe see that. Right. Turn with me to Proverbs 26, verse 20. Just a short message. Today's holiday. So just something to encourage us. Where no wood is, the fire goeth out. And there is where there is no tailbearer, the strife ceaseth. Amen. When there is no wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no tailbearer, the strife ceases. So once we don't tell tales and little stories and comment about one another behind one another's backs, strife and confusion just go away. So that what you say to me when you see me is what you think and not something else. Amen. Amen. Then strife and disloyalty and all those things go out. But where there is people who tell tales, say this one said this, this one said that, this one said this, there, there will be strife. Same thing for fire. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out naturally. If you set up a fire, a bonfire, and the wood gets finished, the fire gets finished. 
So when the Bible tells, says that we are messengers of fire, the Bible is showing us that we need to have some kind of wood in our lives as ministers and servants of God. And that wood is what we need as servants of the Lord to keep a certain fire burning. Amen. Three fires that three wood types of wood that keep a fire burning in a church. One of them is evangelism. When there is evangelism, the church is on fire in a certain way. You'll find out that m most of the people who have been involved in evangelism or, for instance, in uh, Healing Jesus Crusade uh, have enjoyed it so much that they usually don't want to leave it once they get involved. I've, I've tried on different occasions to let some of them stop it, but they usually don't like it because evangelism is life-giving. And it sort of gives you the reason for this Christianity that we are pursuing in a certain living way. Right. Those who don't want to come back or did not want to come back to healing Jesus crusade or to the evangelism would be people that have been rebuked before or corrected and maybe did not enjoy being rebuked or corrected and that would be the reason why they would not come back but most of the time just the pure evangelism people love it tend to love it amen but people usually dislike people who correct them or rebuke them so you cannot blame them. It's natural. Amen. So the second fire that keeps um, is a second wood type of wood that keeps a certain kind of fire going in a church or in your ministry is prayer. If you look at yourself, you realize that you don't pray much. And because you don't pray much, the fire of your life goes down as a minister. Many lay pastors don't pray even for one hour a day. And many pastors don't pray for more than 20 minutes in a day. Many people don't have time for God. So that also gives a reason why the fire goes out. And then the third fire, wood, type of wood, sorry, I keep saying fire, type of wood, because it says where there is no wood, the fire goes out, is the miraculous or the Holy Spirit signs and wonders. So you'll notice that um, those places have fire. You know, these new prophets who have come, they have a lot of miracles and prophetic wonders and there's fire in their places many established churches institutionalized prosperous churches who already have buildings and they don't owe any money and they are not struggling about anything 
don't have such miracle. They have established members, rich people, who come to their churches and uh, have important people in their congregations don't have these kind of things, you know. So you find that there is no fire there. True or not true? Yeah. So we, we must always have uh, manifestations of the Spirit. We must fall down. Yeah. Under the anointing. Yes. We must have it. We must enjoy it. We must enjoy the presence. If you are a pastor and you are, you are laying hands on people, you must expect them to fall down. But you mustn't push them. But you must expect them to fall down. You must have faith in the supernatural. You must expect the power of God. You must expect the Holy Spirit. It's a sign of the fire of God. You must expect miracles. And you must believe in miraculous happenings that have no logical explanations. And you must practice it and testify and have testimonies in church all the time. You have to believe in these things. So these, these are the three types of wood that you have when a church is beginning and there is a new man of God on the scene. You are likely to have these three things as part of it. You see them doing altar calls, salvations, joining of the church. You see prayer, serious prayer. You hear tongues. A church where you don't hear tongues in the congregation, somewhere, there is something wrong with the church. Like our church, I don't know if we hear tongues in this compound. Do we hear tongues in this compound? Do we have tongues on this compound? If there's no tongues heard in the compound, there's something wrong with the church. I'm telling you. You see, and you, you, you should never... We are, we are not better than anybody. I'm telling you. You see, it's best always to see yourself as an average person. When you see yourself as an average person, you always prepare for what affects most average people which is the majority. Most people are average of everything. Anything you are, you are average, mostly. Do you understand? Then there are some few extremes of this and that. In almost any height, weight, eyesight, attitude, everything is average for most of us. Do you get it? backsliding you are averagely about to backslide as everybody else prayerlessness is average it's not anything for extremely evil people it's just normal in an average church the fire goes out with time especially with prosperity and establishment and long staying of the church and the pastor so we, 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 we need young people to be pastors. I was 28 years old when I left Ghana to go and start a branch of my church. The church that I've already started, I'm now going to start a branch 
abroad. Do you understand? I was 20, 28 to 29. I just passed my 28th birthday. Do you, do you understand the message that I'm preaching? So, those of you who are already 30, you are late in starting your first branch. <laughs> So when we are encouraging you to have bustles and you are now hesitating, you can see how far you have backslidden in the church. Amen. Amen. Are, you, are you listening to me? In churches where most of the testimony is about money and prosperity and how God has given house, land, car, it's a material church, materialistic church. You know, an evil spirit of the world has come to the church, but you don't realize it. You think that God is blessing. So God has really blessed me. Look at, look at, look at, look at the job. Look at the car. Look at the house. Thank God for his blessing. Every day, God is blessing you with these things. Instead of coming to say, I saw a vision. Holy Spirit came to me. I felt when I was in my third hour of prayer, I felt the presence of God. These are not the testimonies you are giving. Look at the testimony. God has blessed me with a land. I got a land. I got a visa. I got an EMS. I got a DHL. I got a Western Union from somewhere. Oh, I got a visa. It's the materialistic fire gone out of the church type of church. Are you listening to me? All right. So these three key fire points are... I want you to bear them in mind because I'm giving you 50 of them. Do you understand? And um, as we go along, you th- when you count all, you see that there are 50. Right? But the order, I don't know how many. Now, Matthew 23, I'll give you one or two more and then we close for the day. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. And all therefore whatsoever they bid you, observe that and do. But do not you after their works, for they say and do not. All right? So that is one of the first characteristics of places where the fire has gone out. If you read their canticles, their hymns, their prayers... Everything is better than when we pray. Even, I tell you, there's no prayer or song you can sing better. Let let me tell you something. To me, the quality of some of the Methodist hymns is far higher than some of the songs that we are singing today. And Anglican hymns. Yeah. Better. That's why we can't get rid of them. That's why we, we use them. So, but the fact that you are saying the right thing does not mean that you are doing it. So, there's, once you start to say things you, you are not doing, then one day I went for a funeral and they were singing the, the hymns that were to be sung for a missionary who has died on an island in the Pacific Ocean after eating mice for dinner. The, the hymns they were singing, they were singing for a businessman. The businessman had died. And the hymns that they sang, 
I tell you, it is the hymn that has sung for a missionary who gave his all and has gone to rest with God. Methodist hymns. And you know that, yeah. So you realize that the words are being said, but it is not applied to anybody. Really, really, no one is really doing it. It's now being sung for a businessman. Yeah. What a shock. Then they bind heavy burdens, grievous to be borne, and lay them, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Now, the second important sign, it may be your faith because I've given some of the signs earlier, is when the pastors themselves are not moving their fingers. Do you see? When pastors are big shots, so, the fire goes out. Because these are Pharisees. Far to see. Hypocrites. People who are religious. And the religious leaders of the day in whom the fire had gone out. And Jesus faced them from verse 1 to the end. Hey! And he said that they would not lift a finger. Now, when I was the resident pastor here, I used to lift my fingers to lead the church practically. When I started the church in Geneva, I myself played the drums and taught the people how to play drums and the organ. You understand? Connected the sound system. Do you see? But as we get bigger, we pastors become more detached from practical things. The strangest sight on, in Ghana. How many would be surprised to see a lion walking on Kanishi? A lion walking from that Swan Lake to Dance Bar. A real lion. Raise your hand if you'll be surprised. What a shock. How many will, you see, and Okay, let me give you a second. How many would be surprised to see a leopard? A real leopard? I'm asking you three questions before I ask you the main question I want to ask. How many would be surprised to see a leopard? A real leopard moving on the streets here, Swan Lake to Dance Bar area. What do you call that place? St. Teresa's Road. Okay. How many would be surprised to see a leopard walking? Would you be surprised? Okay, number three. How many would be surprised to see an anaconda that is as long as from here? Anaconda from this flower pot to this flower pot, moving on the road coolly like that, on this road here. Big one, fuck, like it can swallow a cow. Would you be surprised? Over here. How many would be surprised to see an elephant on the main road? An elephant, a real, not Kukrudu, uh, MPP elephant. I mean real elephant. How many would be surprised to see one? Mm. What a shocking thought. And how many would be surprised to see a priest? A priest walking on that street, witnessing, telling people about Jesus, wearing his cloak going from person to person, talking to them about Christ and the need for salvation. How many would be surprised to see a priest? Yeah. Or a bishop 
who we see on television, like Bishop Dag Heward Mills. You see, a priest winning souls is a strange sight. <laughs> it's as strange as a lion walking freely. There is to see the, a priest, somebody who represents God and whose work is to bring, bring people to, to God. It would look very strange if any priest is walking there with this, not pouring incense on a shop, but talking to people about Christ, leading them to Christ, or standing on a little box like this, eh, and talking to people that they need God and they will go to hell. How many would you? How many have not seen one before? You've not seen it before. Raise your hand. Yeah. I can't see somebody at the back there not raising the hand, and I'm seeing all looking at all of you. Yeah. It's as strange as a lion. I've never seen a lion. Can you see? They would not lift a finger. The work of God, the real work, they would not lift a finger to do it. Yeah. One day I was in Takradi, second day actually, and I went witnessing because there was a crusade. So I went witnessing and I went to the prison barracks, police barracks or prison barracks in second day. And I was going around from room to room and I, I was with Reverend Steve Mensah, my friend. And, I, and he said, it, it's very strange. I said, what is strange? He said that how Bishop like you are going around talking to people here to come to the crusade and witnessing to them to come to Jesus. It looks very strange. I said that it's very sad that it is strange that somebody whose work it is to bring people to God is strange that I'm doing that work. Huh? He said they will not lift a finger themselves. The real work of God you rarely see a priest, a priest, pastor, reverend, winning a soul. Oh, not true. There the fire goeth out. And that is why the country is also not developed. Because you rarely see the minister of road and highways walking on our dusty road here. They don't, they don't go to... They don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't know what is happening. Anytime you have power, you are deceived. That's why the Bible teaches that women should not be in authority. Because when you have authority, you are, women are more easily deceived. So when they preach, they have power, like heads of state, and become more deceived. It's true. Paul said, if anybody is a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that what I say is a commandment from the Lord. He said, what? Came the word of God to you, to you only or came it, came it from you? So, what I'm saying, dear friends, is that it is marvelous when we ourselves, the work we are supposed to do, we don't do, you can only expect a dead lifeless church. Huh? Where the souls are, 
most of our pastors, we are too big to go there. <laughs> it's true. We are too big. There's no nice place there. There's no hotel. There's no road. There's no nothing. There's no money. That is what we will not do. There, the fire goeth out. So, those of you who criticize uh, people with fire, look around us. Look around. Now I'm pastoring the church at uh, Legon. I'm, I'm there with the young people. As soon as I became the pastor of that church, I was, when I was transferred there, as soon as I became the pastor there, I started. <laughs> I started. Now I was transferred by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I started immediately outreach. Immediately I started outreach. That's the first thing I started. Outreach. And I took them. Right now they are doing exams. So I said, pass your exam. After exams, we, we will never rest. No. I took them to different places. I said, let's go to IPS. And those of you who stay at East Legon, you know the traffic at that road because they have blocked the main road. I was standing by the roadside. All the cars were parked. They were traffic. They were all looking at me because I'm here and this is the road. The main road, all the cars, they were all looking at me. And I was preaching. I, I don't, I don't care. One Benz, he came to park there to listen to my whole message. And when I finished it, then he moved. I was irritated by that car. I had to say something to the guy. But he should go away from there. Yeah. When there is no wood, there is no fire. We call backsliding maturity. That's what we call backsliding. The name that we have given to backsliding is maturity and establishment. It's true. Look, who has seen a lion here before? Have you seen one before? <laughs> Have you seen a lion at Tessano before? Freely walking. Or at first light. Have you seen a leopard? It's the strangest sight. And it's the strangest sight to see a pastor witnessing today. Or a priest telling people about God. Bringing, evangelizing people. Is it not amazing? So don't be angry with my message. I told you it's just a short message for the holiday. I think it's, it's enough for the day. And then the next one, the last point for tonight. All their works they do all their work they do to be seen of men all the works 
they do to be seen of men. Anytime you have somebody who emphasizes on what is to be seen by men, the person is not good at the part that is not seen. Do you understand? Because everybody's life has outside and inside. Your body has outside and inside. Amen? So, anytime you have somebody who emphasizes on what is outside, you usually find that that person is not good at what is inside. Amen. Now, when you take the work of a pastor, um, when you take the work of a pastor, you realize, sorry, um, you realize that the, the pastor has two jobs. Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. It says, Do I now persuade men, or do I seek to please men or impress men? If I please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. If I please men, I will not be the servant of Christ. So when you have somebody who is trying to please men, he usually doesn't please Christ. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying? Is it, is it easy to understand? People who want people to see that they are fasting... And they are praying. Don't usually pray much privately. Do you get it? Are you there? Or you are not there? Amen. So it's very, very important that you try not to impress people on the outside. Amen. Because people who try to impress on the outside are not usually good at what is done on the inside. Amen. If you have a woman who spends a lot of her heart, her natural self, trying to impress people. She's usually not good at the internal works of the home. And usually not good in the character. Do you see? It's just a tip for those of you who are not yet married. It's just a tip. Very self-conscious. Sporting, dressing, clothes, dress. Nice looking. Every, impress you every time. The super model, whatever. Usually, from my experience as a pastor, and from counseling and from what I know it's sad to be married to them 
sad say sad, sad. say misery. misery say hidden sorrow, hidden sorrow. say tears. tears say nails dresses when they go to the shop they never buy any dress for the home they always have something they are buying for going out as soon as they get home they tie the hair automatic they tie it and they turn into Bob Marley go back to Matthew 23 Mm. All their works they do to be seen. So when they come to church, people will clap and say, Oh, you're looking nice. Oh, then they'll be happy. You're looking nice. Oh, you're looking nice. Oh, 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 oh. this one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all their works they do to be seen of men. The works they do is to be seen of men. They are poor sexual partners. Oh, you'll be very sad as a brother. Oh, Charlie. To be like bones, don't pay why you two bones until you die. Charlie Cadaver plus plus. I've married a dead body, an angry face, irritated. But when they are going out, come and see a new dress. You will not even now. This one is from where now. They cannot cook. Look, many of their sisters can't cook. They, they cannot. Uh, Charlie, and when you ask them, those, oh, yeah, I can, you know, I, I can do one or two things. Sauces, chicken, some chicken, grilled chicken with some sauce. Shelley. <laughs> Brother, better, better go to the internet and download all the recipes for the future. Because the beautiful whatnot you have seen is all the works they do, all, all the works they do to be seen of men. Ooh. They don't buy nighties. The nighty has no relevance. They tie their all husbands who allow your wife to tie your tie, tie the hair. You are not a strong man. You should, you should forbid that thing in your house. Then you should tie it when we are going out. These are the two ways. I will allow it, but you tie when we are going out. Tie it in and out. Because all the way, all the hair is done to be seen of men, but not, not for the house. Tie in the house, tie on, on the out. We are all tied. No problem. If that is the way to be, then no problem. When you are going to wedding, you tie and you go. Outdooring, you tie. And you must bath. They don't bath. <laughs> <laughs> to be seen of men. When they are going out, they say they are going to bath. To be seen of men. The bathing is for going out. (laughs) 
there are some, there are some things I want to say. They say it is in my lips. It's in my mouth. Hey. I should say that we say. There's no lady who is shouting, say. Oh, the lady that that's the thing they're looking at me. No lady shouting, say. <laughs> really rich people, you'll never see, you'll never see it on them that they are rich. Yeah. If you are rich, you are really rich, you cannot see. It's where your mind is to impress people. Mm-hmm. People who have nice sitting rooms, their bedroom is not nice usually. It's true. Uh, please don't be angry with the message I'm presenting. Those with very nice sitting rooms. Hey! When you go to the room, eh, you will be sad. Hey! You would think an arm robber came to remove all the things all over the place. Yeah. Everything is to be seen of men. Ministry is to be seen of men. Preaching to be seen of men. Preaching for people to like the message so that they will prosper. They will see that as you came to the church, you have prospered. Good message so that ministers will like you. People will like you. People will be happy with you. People will, be, will say you are a man of God. That's how we have changed. We can't preach the gospel anymore. Yeah, we can't do it. You see the pastors, you see what we are preaching. It's so sad. As if we are bank managers or even we are lecturers of Gimpa. Gimpa lecturers are now in pulpits. Yeah. They will say you don't have power. Everything is for outsiders to be impressed. Hmm? Yeah. A person who really prays, you will not even see that he prays. But he prays because works are not done to be seen of men. The priests had two jobs. One outside in the outer court. People see him there where the sacrifice are done. Then he goes to the inner court. Nobody can see him. That's where the most important work is done. That is where the incense is. That's where the shoe bread is. That's where the table is. That's where the candlesticks are. That part you enter, nobody said turn that tabernacle. Nobody could see the priest. Then he goes deeper to the inner holy of holy. That one too, nobody sees. The most important work is not visible. But when the fire is finished, the priests are mostly on the outside doing things for people to see and say, wow, 31 days fasting. When God hasn't asked you to fast, 
you are fasting. When God doesn't ask you to do things, you are doing things because it's impressive. As a person, I, as a, I started my Christian life with fast. It's difficult not to fast because you don't feel spiritual. I fasted many times into sickness until I was sick. Because I feel more spiritual and I feel powerful when I fasted or I'm fasting. And it, it's nice when people know you are fasting. They, they, they see that you are really in the spirit like I went to India. When it was dinner time, they came to serve food. And I ate. I said, give me some of the chicken. 